Hello, this is Gabriel Thibault with Breaking Expectations, a podcast about the joys of disability and all that it includes. Here you'll hear stories and roundtables of individuals who have gone through different journeys in their lives than the one that you think you'll take. But the twist of it is, if you're lucky enough, you'll take this journey too. If there was something that you could say um, to the greater society about uh, mobility aids and, and what they do, or um, I think either Kate or Adam had brought up, um, actually, I think we all did about uh, people automatically assuming that we need assistance. What is something um, that you would want to let the greater public know around uh, disability and the use of mobility aids? I'm throwing that out to, to anyone. Um, the first thing I want to say is even though power wheelchairs have handles, we don't want to be pushed unless we need to be pushed. Sometimes pushing a power chair when it's moving, it can be, it can be very jarring for me. And sometimes it can even throw me off course and put me into other people. So, um, yeah, um, that's, um, that's the final thing I'd like to say, that's just one of the hazards of using um, mobility aids out in public is people wanna try and push you when you don't necessarily need to be pushed. Yeah, or just touching the mobility aid in general. Um, is like not not a good thing because um, I'm using it in a particular way right and so I know how to use it and I don't need other people to pull it or push it or whatever what was the question again Ingrid it was really just about what you would want the, the greater public to know because we we spoke about earlier a bit about people making assumptions assumptions of need or assumptions of um i know for myself I sometimes sometimes assumptions about how uh, we should be using our mobility aids and so mm -hmm. I, I just wanted to give uh room um for you three to speak on anything that you'd kind of like the general public to know maybe a, a pet peeve <laughs> that you want i think one thing after having my walker for so long and like coming and like actually loving it loving that i have a walker i think a lot of people assume that my life is so bad or like poor me because i'm using a walker but i actually feel the opposite i feel proud to have a walker i feel proud to be different i feel like having a disability and having a mobility aid actually makes me like special and i i've learned a lot of things from having a disability and a mobility aid i've learned like patience and creativity and so many different other things. So I, what I would like the um, general public to know is like, don't have pity on me. I, I actually love my life and love having a walker. I wouldn't wish it another way. Thank you so much for saying, Kate. I so love that you said that because that is so very true um, that people assume that we are unhappy 
uh, with our disability or we're looking to be fixed or looking for a cure and, and aren't just busy about or more concerned with uh, the lack of access <laughs> that yeah. we have and, and not trying to look to fix ourselves. We're trying to uh, look to have the freedom to live our lives um, to the fullest that we can. Um, uh, Stevia, can you tell us about um, maybe also about how you feel and, and living with a disability and um, do you feel happy, your joy, are you just more <laughs> those lines? Because there is that just um, that one-sided um, perspective out there is that we're all suffering and sad and, and, and just dreaming of being able-bodied, that that's what we spend our time doing. Well, I, I've lived with disabilities, um, so to speak, all my life. Um, the chronic, the mobility aids are newer, but the underlying conditions that cause me to need them are not. Mm -hmm. um, I've had a number of years to be stavia, you know, and mobility aids don't change that. And I am happy with who I am, you know. And in in speaking about people and their assumptions, one thing that I, I've recognized is that ableism is a real, real thing here. Uh, well, most people, as long as they see, as long as they can see that there's a disability, the automatic response is to want to be helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and I appreciate your desire to be helpful, but, you know, ask, because I, I may not need your help, and not not to be rude, but your help might be more damaging than helpful, so, you know, move out of the way and be considerate rather than assuming that I need your help, you know? And that's such a tricky thing that we're forced to navigate and have to, um, you know, juggle for able-bodied people is their assumption that their kindness or their willingness or their desire to do something is always welcome or always a good thing or actually is always kind because <laughs> it's not. It's sometimes not. it's in insulting. And sometimes, like you said, it's, it's debilitating. You know, it's not helpful. It actually uh, works the opposite way. And, and we are, are forced to not only have to handle our own emotions, but have to handle uh, other people's emotions also, which can be frustrating. Does anybody want to uh, maybe speak on, on that regard? Um, yeah, I've had a lot of experiences of having to handle other people's uncomfortability. Um, they see like a young person with a disability and they all automatically assume like, quote unquote, what's wrong with me? Because um, other than using a walker, like I, I like my body looks able-bodied, I guess. And so they always wonder what's wrong with me, what happened to me, um, all of these things. And this could be like a stranger that I am seeing down on the street or like someone I'm sharing an elevator with. And so I'm trying to navigate dealing with their, their feeling uncomfortable and I'm trying to change their mind. Like there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. Like it's your perception, perception that there's something wrong if I'm using 
um, a mobility aid, but really like, there's nothing wrong with me. Like, what are you actually trying to ask? Right? Like they're trying to ask, some pretty invasive questions about my medical history um, rather than, and it just for their own, their own like curiosity or nosiness or whatever. Right. Rather than like them. So it's back to like what Stevia was saying, like people trying to be quote unquote helpful because they want to like know how to help you or whatever, but really they're just being nosy and trying to justify like their own bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Adam, did you have anything um, to say on that aspect of, of uh, sometimes unsolicited, unsolicited help or um, unwanted pity that we sometimes um, get from? Well, the the only thing that can sometimes make me a little road ragey, but sometimes it is my fault too. But when the people like make comments about my my reckless driving when I'm not being reckless on my bad days, it can give me a little bit of sidewalk rage. <laughs> but um, like you know, I am sometimes you know gonna say. I think the, some sometimes the problem is though that if you caught a bumpier sidewalk and stuff, it, you sometimes it's sort of like a bumpier road. Sometimes you sometimes you do go slower, but sometimes you actually want to go faster so you're not hitting every individual bump. So you're sort of going fast enough that you're not feeling every individual crack. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, but it's, it's, it's one of these situations where it's, it's some, sometimes the wheel, um, I'm not, I don't want to say it's hard to, you can can troll, but 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 some sometimes I just I think people think that um that we're just that when we're zipping down the street that we don't care and you know we 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 do care we don't. We don't want to injure injure anybody, but it's like, um, but don't 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 assume that you guys can just make any action. Or the other thing I do really dislike is when there when I um when I am going down the street and there's somebody with an iPod or other music device in their ear, and they're not hearing me say, excuse me, excuse me. So I quickly pass them, and then I catch their eye, and then they yell at me for zipping by. It's like, you know, sure. Like like lately with the social distancing, I'm a lot more careful. 
want to do stuff like that. But if you're just slowly walking down the street, jamming to your tunes, reading your text, that's fine. But if I'm trying to get somewhere, I'm I'm sorry. I I I I can't always yell over your tunes, and there's not always another bystander that will signal to you to let you know that um I want to get past. Yeah. yeah, I um I used a power wheelchair for a few months uh, when I had an accident one time, and I know that you for me at least. Being a new te- new driver, I found the driving a wheelchair really challenging. Um, it might be because of the environment and the how the road is bumpy and dro- doorways aren't big enough and things like that. Um, but I also just want to say, like, from my experience, like, it is hard. And, like, you have to, like, learn how to maneuver it. And it's, like, way in my mind, having also – driven a car in the past it's like way harder than driving a car mm-hmm. it, it was interesting listening to you both speak they reminded me of uh, times when i was accused of, of tripping people not that they <laughs> weren't watching where they were going um stevie i wonder I, I i know you do use crutches that um you know perhaps uh, definitely don't stick out the way that you know i use my cane but have you ever um come across a situation where um, people either weren't watching where they're going and, and, and maybe tripped over your device or maybe accused you of not several being fair times. in your use. <laughs> several <laughs> times. <laughs> See, I'm, 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 I'm five foot nine and have a bit of a gait. So my crutches go out ahead of me and then my body follows and there are people who will see me coming and I am moving. As I said earlier, these things make, let me go a lot faster, right? I'm moving and there's a clear path ahead of me. So I'm trying to get where I'm going and then somebody will step out into the way when I push the crutches forward to get forward and either hit them, which causes me to trip and then I am upset or they trip and then I laugh because well you should have been paying attention I mean it, it sounds so bad I guess to laugh at it but it it, it feels like people sometimes are just so inconsiderate mm-hmm. like you see me coming you recognize that I'm using a mobility device but you still think okay I can make it across a lot faster before yeah. he gets there you know and then you're not expecting that I'm gonna be moving as quickly as I am and then you're upset when you cross my path and then you trip. Um, and I, I have very, I have a lot of difficulty feeling sorry for you at that point because you could have caused me to fall, you know, which, which is the whole reason I'm on these crutches so that I don't fall. I'm exactly. old. I, I can't take a fall. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'd like to just um, change gears just a little bit because we're, we're coming up on time and I just want to, I read something recently um, with someone with their, um, their, their wheelchair and they saw their, their chair as just being really uh, fashionable and was just like really so in love with their chair. And I, I know some people who decorate uh, their canes, their white canes. And so I was just wondering um, with you guys, do you see 
your mobility device as as being fashionable, as being sleek in its design? And if, if so, I'd love to hear about it. Or if you put anything on it to to decorate it, or and if you don't, or if you have, if if not, if you would have any suggestions for designers on how they could uh, improve on on the particular design of the mobility device you use. I would love to talk about this. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, so uh, my walker is bright red. Um, and a few years ago when I had to change my glasses color, I changed my glasses to be bright red too. So now I'm always matching myself um, and my two different mobility devices, my glasses, which are hardly considered a mobility device anymore. Mm -hmm. And my walker are always matching. And I always get compliments on, on my glasses. Um, oh, your glasses are red. They're so cool. But like, I never get compliments on my walker. But I always try to bring it up when I when people say, "Oh, your glasses are red. They're so cool." I'm like, "Oh, I know. I I got them to be red so that they can match my walker." And it feels like no matter what I wear and what I what outfits I put on, like I'm always fashionable mm -hmm. because. My walker and my glasses are always matching. Nice, nice. I love that. So that's like a little way that I um, uh, play around with mobility yeah. devices. Yeah. Stevie or Adam? I I used to put more stickers and individualize my chair a bit more than I, than I do than I do now. Uh, I do sort of, I do sort of wish there were a little bit more design option in, in wheelchair, but when I pick a chair, it's not because of the design. It's usually, I like a chair that's kind of better quality motor mm -hmm. that can go for, um, that can give me better long lasting endurance. Mm -hmm. But if you could have all that and, uh, you know, sleek, yeah. uh, you know, something, would you, would you want like a really cool sleek design too? Uh, also, or that's just like, who cares? Uh, I, Knowing me, I'd probably want like a more retro classic design. Mm. Um, I uh, um, like my, um, Ingrid, if we ever get together, I'll let you feel my eyeglasses because I got the eyeglasses that are more shaped like the original eyeglasses. They actually were, designing basically back in the 1890s and stuff. Oh. Rather than, because I love those perfectly rounded shapes. And um, they they actually work on me. They exaggerate the fact that I'm wearing glasses, but it actually works for me rather than having those glasses that people barely see. But I just love the retro artsy look of the thicker rims. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
sounds awesome. What about you, Stevia? I've, I've never even thought about it. Never thought about uh, <laughs> dressing up those crutches? Nope. No, <laughs> oh, never thought about it. So <laughs> I think maybe, I, if anything, I would change the color. I don't know. <laughs> but that, that's probably it. That's about it. Hey, good enough. Yeah. Yeah, I love that question. Um, I, I know with me, I've gotten some uh, compliments on my glasses. I don't pick them since I can't see them, but I'm always very thankful for uh, my optometrist wife who always does that. And I get a lot of compliments on how fashionable uh, my glasses look. So uh, yeah, that's a good one. I'd like to um, maybe now just turn to um, talking about um, how, if at all, um, your mobility vice, um, device helped you in um, navigating um, social connections and, and if it did with that like um, sometimes uh, for some people before they are connected up with their mobility device they maybe were limited in their movement or limited in their um, ability to get out and socialize and I'm just wondering if you found that your mobility device mobility device besides um, being efficient in general really helped to navigate um, the social aspect of, um, of your life? I feel like um, my mobility device, it, it automatically, um, people automatically can see I'm disabled. And so I find it easier to, to build disability community because we can visually see each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love that. I, I also know that I've been able to connect a lot with my neighbors in my building because they, they all recognize me. Whereas, whereas there's, I live in a really tall building and so I might not be recognized if I didn't have a mobility device. And because of that, I actually have like a better relationship with all my neighbors. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's like really, really amazing. Um, and also like when I, I'm queer and when I'm out in queer community, um, I tend, I, lots of other disabled people as a disabled person, like I gravitate toward other disabled people cause they experience, they ha have a similar experience to me. And so it, when I'm out in queer community, it's nice to like kind of quote unquote, find my people, mm -hmm. um, because because I have that device. Mm -hmm. I found it really interesting in this aspect how you brought up how your mobility device um, kind of makes you stand out, but in a good way. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Um, either Adam or, or Stevia? Um, I'm gonna let Stevia go because we've only got a minute left before our break. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, for me, it because it's less painful to move around. Um, I, I'm not really a very social person, but I found myself saying yes a lot more to going out and hanging out and stuff because I was able to move around with less less pain. So yeah. Well, I'm gonna just take the last few seconds here then to say thank you. To all three of you, Kate, Stevia, Adam, 
for sharing your perspectives and your stories on your mobility devices, on how they have enhanced your life, their effectiveness, um, and, and just the ways that they are part of you and how uh, the greater society can also uh, learn to have more respect for um, our devices and us in general. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Breaking Expectations, a podcast about the joys of disability. This podcast was made possible with the support of the Centre for Independent Living in Toronto and the Ontario Trillium Fund. Please subscribe to our channel and visit our Facebook and Instagram pages. We'd love to hear from you, so feel free to leave a comment below. Remember that if you don't have a disability now, if you're lucky enough, you'll live long enough to get one. Goodbye till next time.